Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a safe and good weekend. Today's episode of Locked On Islanders is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. We know where the Islanders will be playing their playoff games. We'll talk about that. We will discuss some injury updates, and we, of course, have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll take a sneak peek at free agency for next season, which is going to be a difficult time for the New York Islanders. Some big decisions that have to be made, and we will discuss that a little bit later on in the show. If you've got something that's on your mind Please feel free to contact us. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we are more than happy to discuss whatever it is that's on your mind on the air. And we'll mention you when we talk about whatever it is you want us to talk about. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYR. VSNYI will keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and happenings. All right, so over the weekend, the NHL unofficially, at least, making an announcement. It looks like the Islanders are Vegas bound. They are going to be playing the Eastern Conference hub is going to be in Las Vegas. Now, the NHL did say, with the hub arrangement, that they did not want any team to be playing in their home arena. Now, it leaked out. It isn't officially announced, but it leaked out that Las Vegas was going to be the hub, and because the Golden Knights are indeed in the playoffs, in the Western Conference, that means that Vegas has to be the Eastern Conference hub, so the Islanders, the Rangers, the Flyers, the, the Capitals, the Penguins, all the, of the teams in the Eastern Conference will be heading out to Sin City, as they call it, uh, to play their hockey games. So when the Islanders play the Florida Panthers in that play-in round, hopefully getting underway around August 1st, it'll be in Las Vegas and, uh, Look, no fans there, so there's not going to be uh, a chance of, you know, you going out to Vegas to watch the games. 
but it also means, obviously, that as long as the Islanders are in the playoffs, they will be far away from their families who are either living on Long Island or back wherever it is these players live during the offseason. And, you know, again, time zone difference, etc., etc., but pretty fair. Now, as far as the Western Conference teams, right now, what's holding things up, according to my sources, the NHL would like to have one of the hubs in Canada. However, uh, Canada still requiring anybody entering the country to quarantine, self-quarantine for 14 days. The NHL trying to see if there's a way around that and to set up the uh, Western Conference hub. The rumor is Toronto would be the first choice, but we'll have to see. But they would like it to be in Canada if possible. We're still not sure whether or not they can work something out with the provincial or city governments of, you know, whether it be Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, uh, Edmonton, wherever it may be. But it would make sense in many ways to have the Western teams playing more on the East Coast when the Eastern teams are playing on, you know, Las Vegas time. But either way, the Islanders heading to Las Vegas when the NHL's play-in round does finally get underway, and we're looking forward to that. Also, over the weekend, an announcement, uh, Lou Lamorello uh, giving an interview to Newsday's Andrew Gross and basically telling season ticket holders this happened on Friday, I think what you're going to see is a Coliseum atmosphere in a new facility. This is state-of-the-art. I think when the fans see the results, they're going to be ecstatic. And in addition, here is some more of the quotes from Lamarillo. I think the major point of it is it's going to be a hockey facility. They've paid 100% attention to the atmosphere in the building, the way the seats are located for the hockey experience, and tight to the arena. It's not like some of these new arenas when you talk about old arenas, you talk about the Boston Garden, but you go to a new arena, everyone says it doesn't have the same atmosphere. Well, look, as far as I'm concerned, the idea of the Islanders playing in a new arena with a Coliseum feel is the best of both worlds. You can have the amenities, the, the food choices that a new arena offers, the parking, uh, all of those things, the train access, and hopefully for more Long Islanders than Barclay Center was, a convenient way to get there. And yet, you could still have that, the great sight lines that the old Coliseum had, the noise that the old Coliseum had. And look, you know, Barclay Center, and as I've mentioned on the show before, look, without Barclay Center, the Islanders would be in Kansas City or Quebec City or somewhere, or Seattle, somewhere else. They would no longer be the New York Islanders. But at the same time, Barclay Center, the ice wasn't up to NHL standards. The sight lines were not built for hockey. You had those obstructed view seats. And I think the other thing is, obviously, you had 
no convenient way for most Long Islanders to get there. Either you had to fight rush hour traffic or, uh, you know, to drive into Brooklyn, which could take an hour and a half to two hours if you're doing it around, you know, leaving work at five o'clock and trying to get from Long Island to downtown Brooklyn, or uh, you take the train, you transfer to Jamaica, and then coming home from the game, it could take you an hour and a half to two hours to get back, depending on how long you have to wait for the transfer at Jamaica. So I think the new Belmont home will, sounds like it's going to solve both of those issues, and Islander fans really should be excited about those prospects. And if you want to be excited about a protein bar, try a Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 16 amazing flavors. Eight of them have nuts. Eight of them are nut-free, but all of them are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Look at the peanut butter brownie flavor, one of my favorites. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, just 3 grams of sugar, and just 3 grams of net carbs. Right now, we have a special offer for Locked On Islanders listeners. Go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. I welcome back. Time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, today being June 15th, happy birthday, 47th birthday to Dean McCammond, who played for so many different teams during his 996 game NHL career. Talk about a guy who played for a lot of organizations. Here is... uh, Six seasons in Edmonton, four years with the Blackhawks, three years with the Senators, two years with the Flames, one year each in Philly, Colorado, St. Louis, the New York Islanders, and the New Jersey Devils. 996 career games, scored 186 goals, 448 points. McCammon's stay with the Islanders was fairly brief. The Islanders acquired him on February 20th of 2009, basically, the Islanders send Chris Campoli and Mike Comrie to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for Dean McCammon and a first-round pick in the 2009 NHL entry draft. The Islanders used that pick to acquire Kyle Palmieri, who uh, never really panned out to a, a long career with the Islanders overall 18 games with the Islanders during the tail end of the 2008-2009 season and for McCammon two goals seven assists nine points he was a plus five which is pretty impressive uh, added a veteran presence he was 35 years old at the time then the next season ended up signing with the New Jersey Devils and that was the last year of his NHL career. So we're looking back at a good game for Dean McCammond. It took place on March the 2nd, 2009. So we're talking about, you know, 12 days or so 
after he was acquired in that trade. This game, a home game for the Islanders at the Nassau Coliseum. 11,298 fans on hand to see the Colorado Avalanche take on the Islanders. Andrew Raycroft in between the pipes for the Avs. The Islanders go with Jan Denis in goal. And uh, this one was going to be a battle. McCammond getting the Islanders on the board first. He scored in the first period his fifth goal of the season from John Sim and Jeff Tambellini. So essentially the Islanders' fourth line striking their time of the goal, 13-15. And the Islanders held a 1-0 lead at the first intermission. In the second period, the... uh, Avalanche get back on the board. John Sim was in the penalty box for tripping at the end of the first period at 1849. The penalty carries over into the second, and former Islander Ryan Smith scores on the power play. His 22nd goal of the year from Paul Stastny and Milan Hayduk, and the fans in the Coliseum booing Smith mercilessly every time he touched the puck. Islanders would not let that goal stand for too long. Less than two minutes later, Jesse Yoensu gets his first goal of the season. John Sim and Joe Callahan with the helpers. Time of the goal, 2:31, and the Islanders had a 2-1 lead. The Islanders added to that lead later on in the middle stanza. Bruno Gervais gets his first of the season. John Sim and Blake Como with the assists at 13:04, and after two periods, the Islanders led the Avalanche by a 3-1 margin. But in the third period, that Islanders nemesis, Ryan Smith, strikes again his second of the game, 23rd of the season, from Mar- Marek Svatos and Ruslan Saleh at 102. And suddenly, with a little less than 19 minutes left in the game, the Islanders are clinging to that 3-2 lead. But the Islanders put it away with a goal by Jeff Tambellini, his third of the season. Mark Streit with the assist at 4:48, and that would do it. The Islanders skate away with a 4-2 victory. 20 saves for goalie Jan Denis in this one. As for multiple-point games... Three assists for John Sim. Big offensive night for him. Jeff Tambellini with a goal and an assist. But for Dean McCammond, he got the goal. He was a plus two, and that was certainly helpful. John Sim leading the Islanders with a plus four rating. As for shots on goal in this game, Sim and Tim Jackman uh, tying for the team lead with five followed by Sean Bergenheim, Bruno Gervais, Dean McCammond, and Mark Streit, who added three apiece. Islanders with 31 shots on goal to just 22 shots for the Colorado Avalanche. So Dean McCammond gets the Islanders on the board first, a lead that they never relinquished, although the game was tied at 1-1 at one point. And the Islanders skate away with a 4-2 victory over the Colorado Avalanche for birthday boy Dean McCammond. Happy 47th birthday as we look back on this game, one of his better games as an Islander.
All right, don't forget the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. And if your car matters to you, you've got to check out rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody. There is no need for a membership or an account logon. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. RockAuto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, I know we promised an injury update, and it's Johnny Boychuk. Looks like Boychuk will also be ready to play when the season gets underway. Just before the uh, season was paused by the coronavirus pandemic, Boychuk had a, a, a terrible injury to his eye, cut by a skate, needed 90 stitches to repair that cut, which was just above his eyelid. But thankfully, uh, no damage to the actual eye itself. It looked horrible. It had to feel horrible. But at least no damage to Boychuk's sight. And now that the Islanders are back to informal workouts and we have a July 10th date for Stage 3, which is actual formal training camps to get back into to game shape, Boychuk should be ready to go. And for Islander fans, again, adding depth to the defense unit and giving them a chance to be at full strength for the playoffs is certainly important. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Islanders' free agency situation. We know the Islanders are not projected right now to have a lot of cap room heading in to the next season. And certainly you still got to sign Ilya Sorokin, and depending on whether or not the NHL changes its mind and allows him to sign and be active this year or not, that number could exceed the $925,000 that an entry-level contract would be. Then you have these players as restricted free agents who the Islanders certainly need to sign. Ryan Pulak, Matthew Barzal, Sebastian Ajo, These are restricted free agents, Devin Taves, who the Islanders are going to want to sign. And while they're restricted and the odds are the Islanders will be able to sign them, uh, 
unlikely that they could pay too much unless they clear some cap space. Now, here are the unrestricted free agents. Andy Green is unrestricted. He was a rental uh, acquired at the trade deadline. He's 37 years old right now. Look, is it possible he re-signs with the Islanders? Yes, it'll be for a heck of a lot less than the $5 million cap hit that he's taking. If he agrees to stay with the Islanders, you're looking at more of a Dennis Seidman kind of a deal where he signs for at or close to the veteran minimum, ends up being the seventh defenseman, adds some experience, almost becomes like a player coach, uh, and can help the team out whenever someone needs a rest, when someone is injured, etc. But Green is obviously not going to be a priority. Goaltender Tomas Grice, also an unrestricted free agent. He is 34 years old. The odds of him being back with the Islanders this year, I would say, not uh, next year rather, not very good, pending what happens to Ilya Sorokin. If Sorokin signs... It's Sorokin and Varlamov, or Varlamov and Sorokin, depending on how you look at it. And obviously, Grice will get to test the market. But be interesting to see, uh, you know, what kind of a contract Grice gets if and when he does hit the open market. Derek Broussard, 33 years old, also going to be an unrestricted free agent. Look, Broussard was not consistent enough to warrant re-signing. He had a prove-it kind of a deal, $1.2 million contract, but 10 goals, 32 points in 66 games, not really getting it done as the third-line center. Played better when he went to the wing and and moved up to the second line early in the season during that 17-game point streak, but with the acquisition of Jean-Gabriel Pajot, I don't think there's room for Derek Broussard. Tom Cunackle, also an unrestricted free agent. Again, uh, don't think he'll be back. 28 years old. You know, maybe he comes back at or close to the veterans minimum. Three goals, six points in 28 games. He's a fourth-line guy, and if he comes back, it would have to be, again, at the minimum rate. The big question to me is Matt Martin. Now, Martin had a cap hit of $2.5 million this past year. He is 31, popular guy, fourth-line player. The chemistry of that fourth line is so important for the Islanders. And yet, the issue is this. Five goals, eight points in 55 games for Matt Martin Obviously, if he goes elsewhere, he'll probably be able to make a little bit more money. The question is, how much is it worth it for the Islanders to keep Matt Martin and keep that fourth line together? Uh, Or, you know, do you keep a Tom Cunackle who could cost a lot less? He made a third, roughly, of what Martin made this year. He's younger than Matt Martin. Uh... You know, is there room for Matt Martin on this roster? My guess is this. Unless he's willing to take a big-time home team discount, I don't see Matt Martin coming back to the New York Islanders next season. He's popular in the locker room. He's popular among the fans. But 
realistically speaking, the salary cap room isn't there. And if anything, the Islanders are going to have to free up some cap space uh, by trading either one of the veteran defensemen or one of the veteran forwards uh, in order to sign the restricted free agents and Sorokin and add some of that scoring talent that they're looking to add. So, you know, Andy Green, Tomas Grice, Matt Martin, Derek Broussard, Tom Cunackle, these are the unrestricted free agents, and it, it's very possible that none of them will be back next season. Very likely one or two of them could come back, but only at or close to the veteran minimum because the Islanders really need to clear up some cap space rather than take on some more. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. It'll give you a national perspective or league-wide perspective on the National Hockey League. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Islanders. Remember, every day gets us one day closer to the resumption of the hockey playoffs. And, of course, let's go Islanders.